0: So I was in the shower, as you do, having, you know, thoughts about stuff and insights and I was just thinking to myself, why do we as humans get so caught up in and swept up in the, the narratives or it's like sort of like, I was thinking it's like a river that we're swimming in, right? All these different narratives and conversations and, you know, obviously COVID's a, a very dominating one right now, but just sort of, in, you know, we... like current t- affairs stuff. Uh, yes, current affair, but not so much necessarily like what's on the media. Often that is with the case. But from a broad perspective, like the global domination right now of the, the current narrative about COVID, all the way through to like in your... Like trending topics on Yeah, yeah or even in like your own, say, you know, your own organisation, there'll be like a, a sort of dominant narrative or, you know, that's going on that without knowing it, we can all sort of get swept up in it and we don't always know, and then we get fixated on stuff. And Mm. I was just thinking we spend a lot of time like occupied by um, almost other people's narratives and conversations that, you know, we end up having to discuss and chime in on and just spend heaps of our energy on. And it just seems to be such a human thing. Mm. But also it seems to be that it can be Unproductive or not necessarily empowering, you know, especially when you're unaware of it or you're just spending your energy on, you know, having conversations or being, you know, swept up in these narratives.
1: Yeah, so are you're you referring to, like, people... Um, like, COVID as, a, as, a, as an example. COVID's are the most... The most current
0: current. Yeah, it's the most current. Niagara Falls, Hooker Falls. Yeah. Every waterfall on the planet... <laughs> Coming together as yeah. a very dominant sort and of narrative. And people continually
1: talking about it and it just being on, like, everyone's radar all the time. Is that yeah, what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's quite interesting the, you bring that up. Like, so Claire went and got her haircut on Tuesday and there's this um, uh, this, this picture. Uh, she sent me a picture of the, the mirror on the, like, hairdressers, you know, used in front of the mirror when you get you're getting a haircut and there's this little, like, you know, public service announcement sign saying the C word and the V word abandon the shop. Wow. And that there's a, there's a swear jar for if you talk about the C word and the V word because you can imagine hairdressers oh, having to only man. hear this after not working for four months and starting that every conversation is going to be about this and that it's not good for their mental health. It's not good for their, you know, um, like it just gets their attitudes and their moods. So if you do, you have to put it in there, the money into this, and then all that money goes to Women's Refuge. Wow. And so like there's this thing, So you, um, they, to, cool. they told everyone when they booked it, like you had to like adhere to this rule. And so like Claire was like prepped with like, what am I going to talk about? Like I need to prep some questions because what else can I talk about if I can't talk about COVID because that's what everyone talks about. And, and to your point, I think, why? Why is that the only thing we can talk about when it's everywhere yeah. And um, sometimes I, I, like, I always relate it back to as well with like staff. When staff hang out, they always talk about work, and everyone's like, "Oh, why do we always talk about work? Like, why can't we talk about other stuff?" And it's because that's what it's I'm saying. That's the that's common thing, right? though, right? Yeah, that's it's the, the one common thing we have with each yeah, other.
0: It's the sea or the river we're swimming in together. Yeah, and so that and that's what
1: humans do to bond, right? Like we find commonalities and liking, which we've talked about. Yeah, before, right? and
0: unity, right? Like it's the you know the the us and the them mm. you know which tribe do i belong to is kind of what it's all about and so i guess what we're asking is like how
1: do you stop that from being detrimental to what relationships and health and
0: yeah and and, and, and and how do you stop it being unproductive as unproductive, well yeah you know it's it's because it's ins- i don't know if the word's insidious but like it permeates and it's hard to escape <laughs> mm. um and look the 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 answer might be real simple. Well, of course humans do that because that's just the way humans are. And of course we're going to be talking about, conversing about the most prevalent sort of dominating thing right now. Uh, but like we're saying, it, is that empowering? Does it work for everybody? And I was also thinking about my day-to-day you know, life really is, like today, what is it, 8.30... In the morning now, I'll pretty much be talking until about 6 o'clock or 6.30 tonight with some breaks, but I'm talking to a lot of people and whether I like it or not, if I don't, I've tested this out a little bit, but if I sort of jump straight into the conversation and just get on with what we're going to be doing, it's almost like a bit awkward or jarring because it's like you haven't had the had the COVID chat, yeah, <laughs> like this, that, how, you know, all that, which, which, like you said, creating that bond and rapport, we'll talk about the weather. And I always laugh when I find myself going, what's the weather like where you are? And I'm like, why am I even <laughs> asking that question? <laughs> yeah, But it's, it's such a common ground of being able to like, discuss the weather. And I'm not discussing the weather that much at the moment. The first five to 10 minutes sometimes of, like, of a conversation is just this, talking about COVID and talking about all the different things around it, which is pretty logical. But I do find myself having to, because I talk to so many people, having to really like use up energy to, if somebody suddenly rails on some view or opinion or this, you know, view of any, you know, any aspect of it, right? Government, this, that, and the other. I'm not going to like, you know, necessarily get into it because I don't want to. So I find myself often having to, like, just listen and, you know, almost, like, guide the conversation bit so we can move on. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, I, I'm pretty aware. Like, I, I, I'm not going to just say, hey, Stanley, shut up and I want to talk about that because that, that's just not my style. But I just wonder also how many people out there are having to, like, engage in these conversations almost like they're a prisoner to other people's pontificating or just expressing or alerting and just going, you know, it's like not everybody has the bandwidth or the capacity to no. to deal with it.
1: No, and I think, I think there's like a, you know, in context of this sort of conversation and podcast, I suppose, is that there's a spectrum, right? There's like far left, well, I don't know if we should use those words because they're probably something else, but like there's the black, I suppose, yeah. which has been swept up with the mob. Yep. And... Um, being those people yelling with this pontification of their crap, right? And going all in on bah this, this, yeah. this. And then there's the white hand side, which is the dig your head in the sand. I don't want to be a part of this. I'm just gonna remove myself from society almost.
0: Did you say white hand side? Yeah, the white hand side. That is that is fantastic.
1: Well, they come together. No, in the I mean middle, we're right? talking about black
0: and white, not yeah. not cut, but I just love white hand side. And then
1: the grey is somewhere in the middle. Well, it's all the middle, right? It's That's where right. most of us sit, because there's very few of us in the mob, and there's very few of us who have put our head in the sand, and so we all sit somewhere on that spectrum, I think. And I definitely think that you and I sit in different places there. It's, it's similar to what you just said, yeah. but you're like, well, I won't stop people, or tell people I don't want to, which you know I will, or I just will remove myself from the conversation. Yeah. That's probably more what I'll do. I'll just yeah. be like... This is a stupid conversation. Why are you guys wasting my brain cells on this stuff?
0: And why, like, yeah, for you though, why, why, why do you do that? Because, in some ways, you could sort of think, oh, but it might be nice to spend some of your energy talking about it. I know for you, it is just like, why? Like, I'm not going to spend time talking about that. I can't do anything about it. But what's the reason for you? You have that sort of stance of like, because yeah. you're not. I mean, you can be a little dismissive sometimes, but not like nasty. It's just like your quiet matter-of-fact of, like... <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, well, I think, for me, having those conversations with different people who aren't cl- super close to you um, or in a large group of people, I just don't think it's very productive. Like, I think that you kind of, you quite often, like, will go around in circles, everyone wants to have their say, but then it becomes almost a debate. And actually, not even a debate, because a debate is usually two sides having a good, equal conversation. It usually just becomes people yelling louder or getting, trying to get their point yeah. across more than the other. Yeah, someone,
0: Try, someone just trying to elevates, dominate the you know, conversation. they escalate, yeah, and, and whoever sort of screams the loudest or beats yeah. their chest the hardest. Which isn't
1: a real productive way to have a conversation at that, so all the conversations around COVID or pandemic and things that we've been having, I'd rather have, I'd rather have those with people that I'm close with, that I... Um, don't always agree with my views because you and I don't always agree with the same views and we probably talk the most outside of Mm -hmm. being clear. Mm -hmm. And so it's not about finding people who think the same way as me. It's just finding people that you can have one-on-one real conversations that isn't a screaming match or isn't one person trying to win the conversation. That's for me why I quite often dismiss like large group, networking group sort of settings. Yeah,
0: where it gets into that whole group mob kind of conversation. Can everyone have
1: a conversation about what they think might happen? (laughs) No, I'm not going to Can we speculate in this? on
0: 2022? Nah.
1: nah, I'm just not going to be.
0: Part <laughs> with our crystal of balls.
1: We just don't know. We don't know. All I know is what I can do today, right? And what I can control. And I can't control COVID. I mean, no one can control COVID. So what's the point in trying to speculate where it's going yeah, to go? Yeah, I understand that. I think like putting your head in the sand is another dumb thing to do because COVID is here and it's real and we have to deal with it. So it's super important that we have a way. Well, we at least give it the respect it deserves, but we don't let it control our whole lives. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think the, yeah, there's a facticity about it, um, just like anything in life, right? Like if you've got an injury or you're, you know, I mean I've dealt in my past with a lot of people who are dealing with massive levels of chronic stress, right, where they're just a mess. Like they've got no capacity, no bandwidth. They can't think properly. And so often it's like they'll be trying to fight The facticity of their Mm. biology—that is just saying, I got nothing left in the tank. You need Mm. to just stop and slow down, Mm. and and it's like arguing with that. You know that that wall is solid, Uh, but it's true, right? Like you wouldn't do that, but you're right. Like you're right in the sense of it's now been what over eighteen months since the world you know has been dealing with this pandemic, and I don't know. It's almost like nothing's new now. It's all what it is Mm. it's quite fact you know there's certain facts about it um do you like i find myself slightly different than you where i will engage in conversations in this you know and we're talking about this particular current of the the narrative about covid um but my style more is and yours too like we will find that middle ground a bit more sometimes yeah and that's where the whole bringing a bit more of a everything's grey perspective, mm. and that's what I find is my general approach. And if you pressed me in the privacy of a conversation, if I trust you, I'll give you some pretty strong views and yeah. might be pretty vocal about stuff. But I also personally just – I don't find it's that useful um, kind of publicly, you know, picking aside side and yeah. – I don't know, I just I – just, I'm, I'm often – I'll see stuff and read stuff and everything, and I'll just think to myself, like, what's the aim there? What's this person, like, what are they, like, you know, because if I did it myself, i have to question, like, to what value is it for the world or whoever to know my, because it's it, I, I personally think my opinion's not worth that much, if that makes sense, like, it's, you know, and I, and I in my own field, maybe my opinion's reasonably valuable, right, because I know my stuff, but... I'm not a, I haven't, I haven't recently become a world class epidemiologist or economist or politician or like, and so I just find regularly I'm doing my best to try and bring a more, let's you know, step back and look at the whole situation and, and maybe there is a bit more grey than, yeah. than there is. And, and you're similar, but you have a different approach to it.
1: Yeah, oh, Yeah, I am pretty similar in that. Yeah, obviously this is why we started this thing called Everything is Grey, because that's our approach to life. But, um, in terms of like when we are in a bunch of people and we're talking about things, I think where I take it is what can you do now? Because often, like those who are super vocal about, say, if we stick to COVID as an example, it's usually because there's something personal to them that's been affected, right? Like their business is really suffering, or their you know partner's business or partner's job's been affected, or you know, or whatever it is, they're just tired. Fatigued. Yeah. There are usually other reasons other than I mean, COVID may have played a part in affecting it. Pretty much COVID's had an effect on everything in life at the moment. So it's definitely part of it. But it's not the whole thing, right? Like, like there are like one thing I always find really funny is like people talk about how COVID or the government or whatever affected their business and made their business bad. And it's like, well, not all businesses are doing bad. So so it's not that that's caused that. It's your business that's gone bad. And some businesses are just been affected worse than others because, you know, hospo, travel industries and stuff like that. But, so usually when I'm talking to these people in that sort of area it's like, okay, let's like strip back, like let's not talk about COVID because, so that's a given, right? That's like, the sun's coming up tomorrow. You you can't stop it. That's going to happen. So what else can we talk about to overcome some of these like challenges that you're facing, right? So that's kind of where I try to get to and most of the time that's what I do. The same with our own Life. And I was even talking to a mate in London um, yesterday, I think it was, and I was talking about the business and how, how well it's going at the moment and all that sort of stuff. And he was like, "Man, that's so crazy! Like, you've done all that through a pandemic." And I'm like, "Well, it would have been good if the pa- if the pandemic was there or not. Like, the pandemic didn't. Like, I didn't let the pandemic have an effect on it." Yeah, that's really it, good. It, it did affect it.
0: So, don't get of course that it twisted. Does. Well, that's what we're it, saying. Had an effect. That any any massive. Dominating, you know, yeah. conversational narrative has a consequence. It's, yeah. not like it, it's So the business still would have been successful, but it would have looked different,
1: right? It would have looked different because things would have been different. The situation would have been different. I would have interacted with different people, things like that, right? So it had an effect, but it isn't the reason we're doing good, and it wouldn't be the reason if we were doing bad. The reason we're yeah, little bad is me.
0: Yeah, I like that. It's you're pointing to the whole cause and effect thing that we talk about a lot, and just. Riff about and inquire about, and I, over many years now, and I'm you know fortunate to study under you know my co-founder Kirkland Tibbles and John Patterson, and and to think that there's a true cause and effect doesn't really make sense to me anymore. I more tend to think of it like effect, 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 effect. As in, if you're like you're saying, right, like ah, oh, this has happened, or my you know you hear people a lot of people with their intimate relationships just. You know, almost separating or having real trouble and, and they're like, oh, it's because of COVID or it's because of this or it's because of that and it's not black and white like that because like you said, if, if you were to go with, uh, other than the extremes, so we're not talking about the exceptions, yeah, yeah, yeah. talking about the general, you know, the general rule, right? Yeah, of most people, if you dug back, you'd find they either weren't prepared for something like this they weren't, they didn't adapt quick enough, they maybe, or they reacted and then did something so sort of dramatically different that didn't turn out, and now they're, like, if you dug in, you'd see so many reasons why many, many businesses or many, many people are struggling in different ways right now or challenge in different ways, but it's definitely not, like, a cause. No, nah, no. Nah. Because um, you've got things like the GFC, you've got, like, you have to kind of look historically at things, to really get to what were the series of effects or the series of situations that led to yeah. something. Yeah. And I sort of, I, you know, I observe myself sometimes, but even others getting way too myopic and way too like, it's this or that.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, sticking on business for a bit, which I guess isn't the whole conversation, but in some of the networks we've talked, we, we both belong to. Um, there's been a big thing around like most businesses today, or not most, a lot of businesses today, especially in our networks, have not lived through other periods of time, and that um, you know sort of economy cycles. The economic yeah. cycles happen; they're like a normal thing, right? So, the GFC and the dot-com bubble before that, and the 87 crash, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but as so many of the businesses that we interact with have been come through this bull market like the longest bull market run ever in history and they weren't prepared for a downturn you know they weren't and so then they needed something to blame and i think that that's why a a lot of them got behind that narrative become part of this mob mentality of like let's blame everything whatever and that's just something i'm not going to be part of like and 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 i don't want to I don't want people to think that I put my head in the sand because it's not what I do. I just, I just have those conversations privately, like with yeah. you and this conversation and stuff, where we can have a good open debate about it, have different views. Um, I talk to plenty of people, clients and everything, but one-on-one or maybe one-on-two or something like that. Um, but having it in those big open dialogue, dialogues with lots of people, just, I just don't see any value. Oh, just, just yeah, and it, opened, it just
0: opens up a can of worms, like you said, of... of Everyone jockeying for you know, whose, whose narrative or whose view is going to get heard mm. and, and agreed with. Mm. You know, it, 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 it just happens so easily in life in our tribal sort of nature of, you know, I call it like people get into little agreement parties. Mm, mm. It happens with my clients, mm. it's hilarious. Mm. They'll all be in a group together, and then sure enough, they'll all be starting to have the same conversation about oh, why is the question written like this? And I didn't, you know, I'm not sure I don't you know, like that part. And you could do this better. and But it'll be like they've all got the same. Yeah. And then I'll have another whole program where that conversation never comes up. And it's almost like all it needs is a seed of somebody pushing their agenda or pushing their view. And then everyone's forced to, and I'm being forced, but of course we'll have a choice, right? But you're, you're kind of conditioned to then have to, figure out what am I going to, mm. what side, what, which tribe am I going to be and which yeah. am I going to be the us or the them. Yeah. And yeah. some people are willing to just be the total like <laughs> you're all wrong and, you know, like rally against it. But a lot of people just don't have that ability and they'll kind of go along with it. Yeah. yeah, you get swept
1: up with the crowd, right, and that's, that's pretty normal. I, th- I think like there's a little bit of irony in this conversation that we're telling people not to talk about the current, and we're talking about the current. So if you were to, you know, how do you, how do you navigate this? Like how when, when sh- shit like this happens and, you know, there are these mobs almost of people yeah. going on about stuff and getting swept up in the trending topics on social media, what are some of the ways that you can deal with that? Like, yeah, and,
0: and, that, and that's a good point. And I think, you know, we said this earlier of like we don't want this to be a, sort of we're going to dive into COVID or anything because you and I don't really have an interest in that. But that's not the point of this conversation because we could be talking about any strong set of narratives or conversations going around. It just so happens it's a pretty ripe one right now because yep. it's, it is you know, affecting everything with COVID. Um, I think like, there's lots of ways to, to sort of really manage it better and deal with it better. You, you, you are a great example, and, and John Patterson, my, my colleague, our CEO, is very similar to you. And you're very good at listening, that's real strength, but not getting hooked by or caught up in the narrative, right? Like, you, it's not like you see through it, like you're almighty, but you don't, which is different than me, right? I have a different style, but you don't dive yourself into it and agree and then move it and you, you'll just listen and you'll problem solve. Like, that's one of the things I think that's, a real great skill to have someone around you who, you know, sure you might need to get stuff off your chest and talk about it, but having someone listen and go, well, look, I hear you. I don't think that's the problem. Let's look at what we could do about it. Let's look at what help you actually need. And I think there's, you're very good at this, of like pulling someone out of that little world they're in where they think the narrative or like the like the current therein is real and john does it with me even all the time i mean you remember earlier this year with you i was sort of like oh god it seems so hard to to get people to commit to a six-month study program and something's changed and uh," and i was in a real swirl about it right? and (laughs) the truth is i just needed to change some of the activities and the way i was going about the activities which were no different they were just slightly different way I was going about it and I was also myself caught up in a a pretty dominant narrative and I was you know I was trying to convince you I was trying to convince John I was mm-hmm. sort of you know I was I was one of those people I was trying to convince everybody like this is real yeah and sure enough when I got the real sort of source of the what wasn't working for me mm-hmm. things have completely changed mm-hmm. and happy days so I think that's one way is to Either get some people, or get someone around you who is like that, who will listen but not like um, add mm. weight and then expand on the, the narrative you're in or the world you're in. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. I think another one is just a uh, small kind of like what I try and do is if you find yourself in those situations where somebody really is, and I and I just had someone yesterday who rang me um, because they are health compromised and they are getting vaccinated, and this is happening regularly at the moment. It's like I'm some sort of counsellor for whether I should get vaccinated or not, and I'm like, you know, because I'm such an epidemiologist and I'm a vaccine expert. But I, I thought about it. I was like, why do they come to me and say, I need you, like, can you give me some... And it's, I think I just give perspective. So I don't agree with this or that, but I accept it and I'll hear it, and I'll be like, well, that is valid and that is also valid and i suppose um stepping back or even having someone around you that you know can can offer perspective and offer a bit more of a broad view of things um, that for me i find gets me out of my little world that i'll get caught in because everything is actually gray as we say right it's not and and so when i have these conversations with people I'll I'll be nice and great and even if they've got some sort of viewer opinion that I'm just like, I so don't agree with that or I try not to rally against it, I try not to push against it, I try and absorb it a bit and almost like suck up my own reaction so it doesn't get on them. And that often I find gives the person or the, the people a bit of space to hear something different, and I think that's another aspect of it is like um, being able to uh, mitigate, you could say, the the energy and the force and the the reaction, and then allow a little space for maybe the person seeing a bit of a you know a yeah. broader or different view. Yeah, um, I um,
1: I use YouTube for that. Eh, like <laughs> that probably sounds a bit stupid, but. I, I use it for perspective. There's, like, a lot of really good... There's, I think the one good thing about YouTube is that its algorithm, for me at least, anyway, plays me a real broad spectrum of people. It doesn't always have pro one way or pro the other way. Yeah, cool. But the other thing I do is I, I follow quite a few channels. Like, there's a channel called TLDR, and it's brilliant. They've got three channels. They've got Global, UK, US, or something like that. But um, their whole thing is to be unbiased, and, you know, they have Patreon supporters who pay them, so they... They don't have to take money from big you yeah, know, cool. corporates and whatever. Um, but what I really like about them is that they, they, they show both sides. And they've done this one recently because, you know, one of the big narratives in the world at the moment, um, maybe not getting as much press for the general public, but is this idea of will China supplant the US as a major superpower in the world? And will their currency take over, right? And it's a, it's a real concern for the West, because it's a whole new way of life. that is
0: such a dominant narrative, like, isn't it? It's been around for a while, too. It's been around
1: for a while, and I think that there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of narrative now around it because of like, just the strength of China, but also because of a lot of their um, policies recently, which have been seen, you know, the things like TikTok only being allowed on it for 40 minutes, and
0: right. different things that they've done. Know TikTok, so I don't Different know
1: things it. that they've done inside their society that the West are like, wow, well, what are they doing? They're trying to control all this. The fights that they're having with Australia, in terms of like border control and all this sort of crap. And I guess TLDR made a real good point that they're like, this shouldn't be a zero-sum game. But like the the the, the rise of China should be a good thing for the the world. That they're 1. 7 billion people or whatever of the, pop- of the world, that bringing all these people out of poverty and bringing into the world into the um, modern day society and stuff like that, which they have been doing for how long, right? They're, they've been doing that for ages now, should be a good thing. But the narrative in the media is that it is a zero-sum game and that one has to lose for the other to win. So they had these, um, these two videos. So one of them was uh, three reasons why China will supplant US as the major global superpower and three reasons why they won't do it, right? And it was funny because they had to start each of these videos with this, like, public service announcement saying, like, we're not pro-China, we're not pro-US, like, that you can't, like, it was quite funny that you can't even have these conversations without telling people that, hey, by the way, we're unbiased, you need to chill the fuck out before you get yeah. into the comment section. <laughs> that's exactly Yeah. Um, but they had really good arguments for it, and we're not going to get into it because you can go watch them yourself, but um, that's what I do. So that's how I get my perspective um, because often, you do like, that's right. Yeah, like I think that like a lot of people will be like, oh, you are getting it from social media or whatever. But you know, there's like really talented creators out there who um, are good journalists or are good storytellers and do do their research and aren't. Uh, they definitely don't have an agenda because their agenda is that these people paying us are paying us for the unbiased view that we have. Yeah, the, their
0: agenda is unbiased. Unbiased, and if as, yeah, much as exactly. Possible, yeah, so right? yeah, you're
1: right, exactly. And so that's been that's that's kind of where I get my perspective. But it really helps because I'll start off with like someone like them, and then I'll go watch someone who's like pro-China. Why China's going to dominate, and then I'll go why, watch someone who's why US is going to dominate. And then you'll find people who are pro like um, both it being a good thing. Like that this is actually good for the world economy that this sort of stuff happens. So
0: uh, yeah, I don't know if well it's the best advice, but it's definitely how I do it. No, I think I mean it's 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 it's. I'm making similar similar points of of how to sort of deal with any quite dominant perpetuating you know narrative story conversation where you know you're you're having to consider this or that you know who am I for who am I not and and again you and I've talked about this a lot of like yeah. why do you have to actually pick a side yeah as in and, – and that's that's almost like part why is of unity so strong yeah and that's that was almost part of my thinking about the conversation today was just looking at, like, why humans were just so driven and compelled to, you know, A, hook on to narratives and stories and conversations that are all around us, but also then really have to divide, like, pick this or that, and and I, know, I maybe I'm just a bit utopic and to out there, I sort of imagine a world at some point that could be a bit more, like, Yes, I've got my views about this and this and maybe I'm more this, but I can really appreciate the other side and respect it for what it is and, and all that. And I don't have to get into some massive argument and get all fired up and everything like that. And and it was also making me think about the mental health stuff right now, to change, you know, tact a bit, but back to your question of like how to, you know, how do we better deal with the the different currents, so to speak, we're swept up in. Uh, And I I do think, because I'm hearing this from a lot of the experts that I'm around in mental health is there's a higher proportion right now of people suffering from stress and different mental health issues. And I also wonder, just as my own inquiry of how much of that is actually the consequence of COVID, like my business can't function or I've got staff who aren't productive or any other reason Um, or is it also how much load is upon our brains on a day-to-day basis where we're just having to survive all these conversations about COVID, right? Like, as I said earlier, almost every single conversation. I might even do a little experiment today with all my meetings. I was just thinking that all my meetings, I'm just going to, like, jump straight into a totally different topic.
1: Your context is different to me because I'd say, like, I I quite rarely talk about COVID these days on calls with people. I just don't get into it. I used to. Um, but I suppose yours is a little bit different because of the type of work that you yeah, do. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And and maybe it's also me of like, I'm just trying to create that initial quick you know relationship. But any amount of thing we're occupied by has a consequence, right? Like we've only got a limited mental, physical capacity. And I do think that for people who aren't necessarily that aware of it, Maybe one of the ways you can mitigate, you could say, the, the consequence or effect of this very dominant sort of narrative right now that we all find ourselves in is just be mindful of how much of a, a load that it puts on your mind or how much it sucks up your bandwidth when you find yourself engaging in it. And maybe, you know, at times be a bit more proactive about not engaging or being more impartial or removing yourself from the conversation yeah. because... Or having a conversation one on one with someone that's right, that you can actually process that properly. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and you know, don't be f- uh, like be aware that it's possible that just the fact that so many people are just having to deal with and confront and respond and pick a side like all day long which is probably why the hairdresser's just like, we don't want this in our place, because you can imagine how exhausted they'd be by the end of the day, which would affect their mental health, when what they've had to do is just wear everyone else's stories about, about COVID and about this and that. And that's, I suppose, the point that I'm making, is that's a really good move. And it's probably not easy for them, but maybe some people need to be a bit more... Um, sort of proactive to decline having those conversations to, for their own mental health because sometimes it's empowering but quite often it's not. And I think everyone, a lot of people just maybe feel, including myself, that we have to and it's actually one of the things I'm getting out of this whole conversation today is that I often think that that's the good thing to do is is have a bit of a you know, be open to it. If someone brings it up, talk about it. But that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Um, I was watching this real
1: good video yesterday with Dave Grohl.
0: Love him. And, yeah, I've and met him by the way. Have you outside Sky oh, City? Yes. Yeah. And
1: yeah. Um, so, yeah. There's so so the point of this unity, and we're talking about like <laughs> when people always have um, these different 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 views on things and they come together and why can't everyone sort of like you know be able to accept everyone else's views and whatnot and he was talking about how well the two guys he was sitting with was these two black guys and i'm not sure who they are but it seems like their podcast is like a, quite a um sort of black orientated podcast for a black audience right and they, they he sort of came on to this onto this show and they said to him they're like dave do you realize that like that black people fuck with you right like they really fuck with you like they really love what you do and he's like wait what and oh and, and they're like yeah like you're like up there with like the best people like if you go to like a real hardcore gangster hip-hop party like smells like teen spirit will come on or like some foo fighter will drop and everyone will fuck with it like they'll all get behind it and get really into it and then he was like and then they're sort of so cracking up about it like how much they love his music <laughs> And which is not normal when we go to a gangster hip-hop party, right? But what he was saying is that when he goes, he's like, look, I don't really know that, but like when I'm in my concerts, he's like, you can see everyone. Like, He's like, music's one of those things in life that's like a unified, like it brings people together. And he's like, they will come in and forget who they were in their normal life and be able to be here, enjoy the music. And he's like, you know, you've got blacks and whites and Asians and you know, people from different religions and all this sort of stuff. But when they come together, the music sort of unites them all. And it was quite a cool thing to like hear because like it's something we forget. Like we forget that there are things that unite us yeah. as people.
0: It's a, that, that, that's uh, reminded me of there's a friend of mine in San Francisco and I met him January, I think it was January last year or maybe the year before. Anyway, he, he bought house music or a certain kind to San Francisco. He's well known. Like he ended up, he was the first person to be a promoter like a club promoter, which we all know is the normal thing. But he figured out like, how to... There was these bars and clubs that had no one in them. And he was having like underground parties and everything. And he went to the, all these clubs and went, if I bring my parties to you and I take the door and you take the... And so that's how it all started, right? And um, he shares these stories of where it started to get more and more and more. But in his original parties, where it be at some warehouse or something, and this is in the... I think it must have been in, like, the 80s, there would be gay, straight, Asian, everywhere in between, black, Latino, you know, every every race, every type of sexuality, like, all of it, that all come together in this, like, one environment. And sure, they might have had a few chemical enhancements that made them even more loving, but... Um, he just, over the years, and then they obviously kept going and going and going, and, and he used to say, wow, isn't it amazing how you can just put on this music that doesn't have any roots? And that was the cool thing he said to what you're saying. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, if you think about, say, house music, right, it's got so many influences, but there's not really a, it's, it's African tribal, it's jazz, it's this, like, house music is just a blend of everything. And he's like, it was amazing to see that when you have a music like that, that everyone comes together and they might be hating on all sorts of people on the street like during the week. They come together for a weekend and they all love each other. And it was amazing to sort of see music like in that sense, like you said, it was a unifying thing because, because there was no, the only us was we're all here loving the music, dancing and partying. It's not because of the style of the music or anything like that. And, and you're right, there is a, there is a sort of things that unify us.
1: Yeah, it kind of makes me think of that when we behave book that we're reading about the oxytocin, and we talked about us versus them, and how often people think of oxytocin as a love drug, but actually it's like both a love and oh hate yeah, drug. but it's quite good because like what you just said was that like this chemical enhancement crap, right? Like it is definitely enhancing this amount of oxytocin. Yeah, MDMA. That's right. Yep. Yeah, so that's quite cool. And then, but putting people in an environment where We're all us. Is talking about COVID providing unity? Yep, for sure. Just a negative unity. Yep, hundred percent. But it's it. I think when we we've talked about this before, like it is a united hate against something, and that's unity. Is that it's both love and hate. So having a united hate against COVID brings us together. But like hating, like the Germans hating the Jews, that doesn't make it right, right? Because they united against them and look at the atrocities they did. So, like, it's not – I think using unity in that way isn't healthy. Yes. Right? When you use unity to hate. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I personally, you know, am not for unity from that really divisive place. I'm more for unity of, like, sure – Find your tribe, find your place where you feel you, because it's all about your identity. Mm. But if that's your identity and that's what you associate with and that's your thing, you know, that you unify with, great. But I don't necessarily think that means you have to then hate on others, mm. right? Because that's your thing. But, and that that's for me. I mean, so it's, you know, the thing, maybe that's, you know. It's not going to change. Like humans aren't going to change. No. It's like we've been reading
1: and learning, that's about. Right. Hey, that's part, that's normal. But, um, but I think as individuals, we can choose to not do that.
0: That's right. That's right. And there's one other thing I remember earlier is in the, the, the mob stuff you talked about where people like get right into getting their views and getting everyone on board with their views and, you know, express quite a visceral sort of either opinion or even like a hate towards something. There's an aspect I find as well where some people I feel, you know, and observe use that as i 've got to educate the masses, you know i've people are people are unaware, and i 've got to educate them on what they don't know, you know in regards to say people are losing their personal freedoms and all this stuff and and they don't know it, and I sort of feel like there's an aspect of conceit and almost arrogance sometimes and almost like hubris of like i 'm I'm high and mighty because I'm so educated and I've done my research and I've got my view. So now I've got to like be so vocal about it because if I don't, and I don't know if I, I, don't know if I necessarily agree with that either in the sense of, because some people will say to me, no, it's got to, I've got to. And I'm sort of like, what do you know? No. Like, I, who's I think, that for? I know? think that
1: that is definitely another topic for another day. That Dunning, that's classic Dunning-Kruger shit. Like, yeah, it's like, who's it for? None of those people who have like got those strong opinions really know anything. Exactly. That's and you've always said that to me. And they're also in their own echo chamber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a moment that right. yeah, you learn something. I so, say, you know, we should definitely do an episode of Dunning-Kruger because it's such an interesting thing. Um, but we... You learn something and then you become super vocal and confident with your knowledge on that yep. topic. And then the it's more dangerous. you learn about it, you become way less confident in it because you're like, Oh shit, there's so much I don't know about this. So yeah, that's an interesting yeah, an interesting thing. But yeah, a
0: little bit of knowledge is can be very dangerous. But the problem is I think some of those people where you'd say, Well, you you only have a little bit you've only learnt a little bit. I've had so many of them say, No, I'm well read, man. I've done my research. I'm I'm looking I'm like yeah, but you haven't done it for 20 years. It's been the last, like, six months, so... Yeah. The,
1: the, fun, the <laughs> thing I like the most about those sorts of conversations is you can just apply logic to most of the arguments and screw them up, um, even if you know less than them about the topic, because...
0: Um, yeah, they, they hang themselves by walking themselves, yeah, yeah. you know, sort of yeah. into and out of their own yeah. argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that real,
1: like, Socrates sort of style of doing it, eh? All right then, we've rebelled on about long enough.
0: Everything's grey. Grey. Grey, grey, (laughs) grey. Can I drop the mic?